On this episode of Be Epic, I am joined by my co-host, Brandon Oswald, as we talk changes in 2020 and taking that first step. This is a production of Epic Media. And we are back with the Be Epic podcast. The first one, I think this might be the first one in 2020. I don't actually know when we recorded the last one, um, but it is... December 16th, we are almost to the end of 2020, and I am here with, I guess we can, it's official, the, the new co-host of the Be Epic podcast, Brandon. Brandon, how's, how's your 2020 been, and how's, how's the working from home life been treating you? It's been uh, far from normal, that's for sure. I'm just starting to get used to the new normal, and um, just pretty crazy times for our country and everybody involved, and we're all just trying to get through it. And I think one thing like right off the bat is in the past, we always felt we needed to record these on like in person, you would have had to come over here, even though you live in the same town. Um, but we're live or we're not live, but on zoom recording. And so much of our life now revolves around zoom, um, which I think ultimately it's something that we had talked about doing in the past anyways, because we want to be able to bring in um, small business owners. Um, from all over the country. I work with, with many different um, business owners um, in many different industries. And so I think one thing that 2020 has really forced us to do is evolve and change. And this now, like we've said, is the new normal. And so it's nothing to jump on a podcast, hit the record button. Um, you know, whereas in the past, again, everybody had to go to a big studio. Um, kind of, I just want to dive right into it. Um, we have a lot to talk about that we wanted to talk about. Um, just talk looking back on 2020 and, and some of the changes that have happened, there's been so much in terms of marketing, um, you know, even from your side, how you've seen things. Um, what would you say would be one of the biggest changes that's happened in 2020? Just like it's, it was kind of happening pre COVID, but <clears throat> like just the transformation and just the fast forwardness of um, the, the tech industry and the digital side of it. Um, the working from home side, uh, the social media has gotten, gotten enormous now. Um, you know, it's basically kind of the writings on the wall. If you don't adjust, you're falling behind, you know, as, as time goes on, you just can keep falling behind the curve. And it's just so important, um, now that you just have to gain a trust and engagement with the customers on a social and digital level nowadays. Yeah, and I think one thing that it may be easier, you know, I'm 32, I think you're what, 26? 24. 24. Um, sorry for dating you a little <laughs> bit more. Um, that some, some may look at us and go, hey, like we're, we're the younger generation, right? Like this is just what, what we're used to. Um, but I don't think what we are used to was how the entire society was going to change and how quickly it was going to change um, into a digital only, um, you know, being forced to stay in the house, being forced to do online shopping. Um, and really the, this land grab for attention on social media that we had to figure out how to break through the noise and be different than everybody else in such a quick fashion. Um, and you're right. It, it's fast forwarded tech. Well, and, um, I, I don't think you're really fast forwarded for like, um, you know, the, the 15 year olds, to like the 28 year olds, but it forced like the baby boomers and the older generation into a world that they were never comfortable with, but they had to get comfortable with. Cause if they didn't, 
they're kind of screwed, honestly, because there's nothing else, you know, like, especially, I mean, each state varied in COVID protocols and regulations, but um, if you're in a New York or like a California, you know, you, you got to adjust because you're, uh, you know, just you got to go off what your state says. Yeah, you bring up, that's a really good point, is when this whole COVID thing hit back in March, um, I don't want to say it was anything different, um, but like not being able to go out, um, you know, I'm a big eye racer. So, you know, we hang out on online every night. Right. And I think that's what we even, we even use those terms, right. I'll say, Hey, we're going to hang out with the eye racing guys. Like we're sitting in our basement or, you know, wherever your SIM is or your computer. And it's no different than if you're playing call of duty or world of Warcraft or any sort of um, online game is that you truly do feel that you're, you're able to feel the connection and the camaraderie through a computer um, through a headset and so being forced to kind of just get into that world was was nothing really new um, but for the for maybe an older generation the baby boomers that never really had that right like their nights were you know going going and actually hanging out with friends and so being able to jump on a zoom call um, and be able to feel connection was something that like seemed so foreign at the time and now again is is things that you know with with the gyms that I'm working with they're planning, you know, wine Wednesdays and, and you know, ch- coffee with the trainer and different um, Zoom meetings with everybody that, again, is is now part of what we do. And to be honest, I think it's going to be something that sticks around that yeah. a lot of businesses are going to be able to connect people from anywhere. Um, and I think that's the other thing that we've really seen is how do we how do how do industries, especially <laughs> if they're able to be online, it has now really broken down any geographical barrier that again, it was always there, but now we are forced to feel that and you're forced to see that. And I think it, it almost made it easier to go, Hey, like, I don't just have to worry, you know, from here, us here in lacrosse, like it's not just lacrosse anymore for what we do. I mean, you work now for a, for a company that's an international company um, that it probably feels just like it did at your previous job. You're just now working from home. Um, the same conversations are happening. The same emails are happening. The same everything. Yeah, nothing, yeah, nothing's changed. At yeah, all, you, you're still talking on the phone. You're still texting. You're still emailing. Our face to face now is through Zoom. That in the past, even you know, if you worked locally, your face to face was through Zoom anyways because yeah. we weren't allowed to go see anybody and weren't allowed yeah. to get into the offices. Um, and I think, you know, some of the industries that that have suffered. Um, are clearly the bars and restaurants. Um, and it's something that's forced, this has been something to force them to adapt. Um, what would you say would be the biggest opportunity maybe for a bar owner um, or a small restaurant owner to, you know, to be able to transition into social? They've been working, you know, maybe they've owned the bar for the last 10, 15 years. They've never really needed to quote unquote market, right? Because that whole business is word of mouth. It's you have the same locals, yeah. but all of a sudden that gets, gets ripped away you know, what, what tips would you give for them? Um, and maybe a couple ideas that they could start to implement to use social to their advantage. I mean, um, before we get into that section of it, I mean, I think bars and restaurants, some of them have done a great job from, you know, like the outside dining portion of it. And obviously that's not the digital side of what we're talking about, but, uh, I just want to give some of them credit where credits do, where they, where they just adapted as an industry, um, even in cold Wisconsin or cold whatever, they have um, heated bubbles now um, where they can have extra spacing as well. So they're really adapting to that. But from a digital side of it, um, you know, I there's not a lot of 
of bars and restaurants that do a great job in social um, to begin with, because just like you said, like the word of mouth and all that is usually their bread and butter, but you know, simply like it, it drastically helps posting photos of your food, um, you know, testimonials of people that ate there or, or like the fast delivery of somebody getting their food within 10 minutes or 20 minutes and it was still hot. Just like kind of using testimonials and posting them on your social, like nice photos of your food, not photos of like a sloppy Joe, but like nice photos of your food, posting it or like deals of the day. You know, I, I see that probably the most out of all of them is posting like deals of the day or like the food of the day or something like that. But if you stay, stay consistent with it and post, you know, daily specials or, you know, like the food of the month or give us a recommendation on a spice or like, you know, like a Facebook poll of a spice of the month or, um, you know, something along those lines like that can get you really started in the right direction to build engagement uh, without doing like ad spend, I guess, which is another topic where we can go in for days on. Um, but just from an organic side of it, I think that's a great start for, especially with people like that who don't have like a marketing director or somebody that doesn't have a social media guy that's doing it 24 seven, stuff like that is not that difficult to, um, to get going. Uh, you just take a, pull your phone and take a nice photo. Um, you know, you grab a, like you go up to the car that you give takeout to, or you give, um, or you ask for a, you give a coupon if somebody gives you a testimonial or something like that. And then you get that right there and then you can use it. So it's not as difficult as people think it is. It's just actually doing the work. And that's always the, the thing. And that's a perfect transition, I think, into really the whole topic of this, of this relaunch first podcast, I guess maybe we'll call it like 2.4 or something like that, um, where we're getting back into it. Um, but I know you from, you know, back in 2016, you know, and, and a lot of these bar owners may say, you know, Brandon, like, this is so easy. Like you're so young. This is what you've always done. Yeah. Um, but when we look back, um, when we were, when we were brainstorming ideas for the relaunch um, episode, it really hit me, like, just take the first step because to be honest, like, you know, a lot of the same discussion is things like around for me in the podcast and, and getting into our own heads and really kind of trying to limit ourselves in it. it you know, brought up or, or reminded me of when, you know, we sat and discussed when we were both at Dean Satellite, um, launching a vlog series and something that you had, you were kind of passionate about. Um, it was really kind of new when we look at it. It's four years ago already. Um, you know, being able to start doing stuff on YouTube, pushing content out. Um, you know, it's, so I really wanted to talk to you because this wasn't easy stuff for you either, you know, and, and granted it was four years ago. Um, but I think a lot of the, the emotions and things that the process that you went through can still be applied in today's world for many that are scared to either open up on social, don't know how to post anything on social. Um, and so do you remember the, those first conversations and do you remember what it was like? We just both watched the video before we hit the record button here. Um, looking back on that very first episode 001 of the, the vlog series, like, do you remember what that all was like and what those feelings and emotions were like? I mean, yeah, I mean, I was pretty young and, um, you know, just kind of going with the flow, but, uh, you know, I just kind of kept with the mindset of, 
because basically starting off a vlog, the first 20 to 50 are not going to probably be, well, it just depends on how much content you push out, but like probably 20 to 50 is not going to do anything for you or the company or whatever, just because you're brand new, depending on the size of the company or if it's just a personal brand, it's going to take a while to get going and you just got to get into the habit and taking that first step and just sticking to it and just ignoring all the views, ignoring all like the criticism, you know, like your friends text you or whatever. And, and they just kind of like jab at you, but like, you know, they're still your friends, but it's just like, okay, well, I'm trying to do something here and, and you know, it just doesn't show. And then six months, seven months later, you're starting to gain traction, traction. And pretty soon, you know, it's at 85,000 views um, for one video. So it's just like, sometimes you just got to stick with it until one of the videos sticks. Um, try to find topics that are relevant. Um, and then there's obviously, there's a lot of backend stuff that I did um, for that from like a keyword side of it. That's could be a whole nother episode, but um, basically I just, I learned it all myself. I, I obviously had video editing skills initially, which obviously helps drastically. But honestly, nowadays, if you really don't know much and you have a Mac or something, you throw up iMovie and you can do almost the same thing a pro can. It's pretty simple. You go on YouTube and you do how to use iMovie. And I guarantee you there's going to be basic functions that pop up and you're, you can put a vlog very easily together and start it and just use that template, shoot, and then cut it up to your specialty and then post it. And then there's, you know, find, find relevant topics find keywords that are big, um, you know, in that industry and just keep posting content. Honestly, it's, it's, it's honestly that simple, but it's honest, but it's always not that easy to stick with. So I was going to say, you know, you talking about it now, kind of looking back and, and all that, you make it sound very easy. And so I think, you know, a lot of those that may be listening to this um, eventually will, you know, maybe don't have the time that you have, maybe don't have the skills um, and so I think a lot of it is to the point of just kind of just do it right. Like the new cell phones today are better than they were four years ago. The, the software, um, is better than it was four years ago. It's way easier now. Um, and I look back at this first video and it's literally you in the office. I don't even, do you remember, did we even have a tripod? Didn't we hit, like stack the phone no, up I think on I a bunch it, of books? Yeah. I think I put it on a few books. <laughs> Like we didn't have a tripod. We didn't want to go buy one. We're like, we'll just lean it up against a stack yeah. of like 15 books, mm -hmm. create a little ledge, push the record button. There was really no editing. I don't think, I think you may have had like one, one graphic on the front end. Um, granted, now that's not the video as you alluded to that has 85,000 yeah. views, mm -hmm. but that video there, I don't even think there was a, a face in it. Like it was just yeah. mainly um, recording using the phone app. Like, now we look at, we can screen record that we could do a video on. Like this was just recording me using the phone in the direct TV app and showing people, you know, the, the nuts and bolts mm -hmm. of that app. And so it wasn't anything fancy. And that video I think is the one that has 85,000 views on it um, through keyword search and it's over time. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the thing with content and with doing these videos is that they will take time. And so is it going to help sales tomorrow? Maybe. Like, you don't know, right? 
We don't know what video is going to take off. You don't know what's going to get a whole bunch of shares on it. You don't know what's going to create a bunch of engagement, but I can tell you what will get zero reach and that's not posting at all. Mm-hmm. What will get zero engagement is not posting at all. And so being able to just take that first step and being able to do that first video allows you to be able to improve. And it, it brings up my next question is how did you gauge any of that? Did you go back and did you look at them or did you just say, Hey, you know what? Like, I know this is the right strategy. And I think that's something we both knew, like we both knew marketing where it was from a radio traditional print um, and what we were spending. So we knew that's where we wanted to be. I don't want to say like we were kind of dumb when it came to it, but it wasn't anything. We had no, no idea on how to gauge anything. Um, so how did you improve? Was it just over time? Just naturally you got better? Uh, it was, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was basically that and just trusting your gut and your confidence, confidence level and just knowing that, you know, if you keep doing this and doing this, something's going to stick at some point. And not just that, but it was all self-taught, like through YouTube and Google, how to create a vlog how to create traction, how to do this and that. And I just took, I just grabbed a few things from that article. I grabbed a few things from that video and I just threw it all together. And I'm like, okay, so if I just do some of these things, kind of do my own thing, something has to happen. Like at some point, something has to pop. And, and it, it did obviously. And I left the company probably right around when it probably started to like really you know, hit like greatness pretty much. But, you know, if we were to stuck, if you and I were both, both there from four years ago or whatever it was till now, it'd be way more than 82,000 views on a video. So I, I think it's, you know, that's what it was when we basically stopped. So like, if you just keep doing it and doing it, it's obviously going to get better and better. I mean, we had zero subscribers and we're almost at 500 subscribers and we haven't touched it in four years. So imagine if we did it every week still, like we'd be pretty, pretty big. I'm just taking a stab in the dark there, but I'm pretty sure we'd be pretty big. And it's, you know, and I think another thing is like, you didn't know, you know, looking at all this stuff, like I'm looking through these topics. It's like, you had no idea on some of these topics. Um, And so it's, it's leaning on those in the organization. And so again, if it's, you know, if it's a small bar owner, a small restaurant owner, I I have a feeling that they understand some of the recipes that they're going to do. All they have to do is start talking about them, right? Talk about some of their favorite ones. Talk about somebody like me who doesn't know anything about spices, doesn't know anything about, um, you know, cooking and and it's putting at home recipes because guess what's going to happen? At least here in Wisconsin, we can get back out and go into restaurants, but you look at Minnesota, um, they're not allowed to go into restaurants again. But guess what? If all of a sudden now over time, I start to establish a relationship with a business, where am I going to support? Where am I going to give my money? Well, in, in the great right now in 2020, if you can secure relationships with clients, if you can secure relationships with uh, whoever, like consumers and stuff during a very unprecedented time and challenging time, that's way more valuable than gaining a relationship pre-COVID because gaining a relationship during these tough times, it's just going to get extremely better post COVID. So doing more stuff now during this tough time is really going to help your brand in the long term. Obviously you're hurting now and you know, your spreadsheet's probably not looking pretty, but like if you just stick, stick to it and like get through it and 
get through the vaccine era here, um, hopefully sooner than later, and then post-COVID, and then, you know, all those customers that stuck stuck with you during COVID and, you know, who you stayed open for those customers or whatever you did, um, it's really going to pay out for you in the long run, for sure. Yeah, and I think, you know, and, and one thing, you know, in just getting started is the content I look at, the first couple of videos, like it is honestly, some of these are not, we didn't know what we were doing, right? We didn't know what kind of posts to do. And so some of them I look at and it's, you know, it's some, it, to be honest, some of them are pretty salesy. And I think that's where we realize, like, hey, this isn't where we need to be. Like mm-hmm. the, this, we're making content for the long haul. We're making content that needs to be relevant. That if all we're doing is selling, like we're doing a lot of work to just go put an ad on online on YouTube that nobody's going to see. And so it, it's for these small, small business owners to really look at it and go, okay, what, what value can I bring? And it may be staying up an extra hour to a night or a day to learn. And it may be putting in half an hour, setting aside half an hour to record that video or that, that 15 minute video, and then taking 15 minutes to figure out how to upload it to YouTube. Um, it may be 15 minutes to record it and then half an hour to go research on, on how to upload it or research the keywords. And so I think to your point right now, the, the, the P and L's aren't looking good for a lot of businesses, but at the end of the day, like you need to do the work to survive and you also need to do the work to build long-term that a lot of people are stuck at home. A lot of people are looking for those relationships and a lot of people, the world has changed. And so a lot of people aren't going back to an office. And so what are ways that we can capture their attention? And so if they're not going to an office, there might be a lot more people that have time to eat during the day. There might be a lot more people that have a little bit more flexible schedule to now go meet more for coffee. And so a coffee shop can, you know, coffee shop business, business will increase because for me, I've been working for home from home for two and a half years. I used to go to a coffee shop three times a week. Mm-hmm. And now like, I'm just waiting, right? Like the coffee shop is waiting for me to get back in. Mm-hmm. to then start going and giving them $15 a week, which is, you know, $60 a month once everything kind of gets back to normal. But my new normal is to come down to my office now where I used to never work down here. I'd work upstairs. I work at the coffee shop. And so businesses themselves are going through a big transition. And all of a sudden, if, if we start to see their ads on Facebook or, or their, their story and I get to learn about them, you know, you, you think of how many local coffee shops there are that I don't even know about that if all of a sudden they start sharing their story and, and their, their mocha of the day. And I am one of the worst. I had to look up a whole bunch of different coffees when I was down in the Dells with my girlfriend. I'm like, I don't even know what any of these mean. Like to me, cappuccino isn't the same as a mocha, but when you look Mm -hmm. at it, there's just a small difference between them. Um, So if somebody is out there, you know, and looking for content ideas, like all you have to do is just start explaining your business. And once we started to do that at Dean's, the views, like what, what problems do we have? So the view started to go up, you know, 47,000 on one, 85,000 on another. Then the next one, 45 views, like total. And we're probably, then the next one after that's 14. Like, and to be honest, we're probably eight of those 14. Um, And so they don't always go off. And so um, how did you handle a video that maybe you put a lot of time into a lot of work into that you had great expectations for, and it did nothing. Like, was that something that got to you or did you just it did, like, it, it did in the beginning. Um, but then I just taught myself to kind of get over it, honestly. 
Um, that obviously seems really easy to say, but, um, you know, it, it was hard at first just cause I was passionate with everything. But then I started realizing that, um, more content met, meant way more than the quality at that time. So I started, so I stopped like worrying about so much quality of the video to just getting the content out. And then obviously once start, once stuff started to stick, I cared more about the quality, um, section of it but yeah i mean it sucked at first and some died obviously and i just learned i just taught myself to be like don't take it personal just on the next one on the next one because if you get caught up in the emotion side of it um you know you're really not going to take that first step because that first step there's so much instant gratification nowadays that if you know you post five <clears throat> five videos and you get 20 views total then you're just going to tell yourself oh well that's fine let's just Oh, let's just stop, stop doing that. That's not working. No, that's not how it works. Like that's not how it works. So. Yeah. I have two follow-ups for that. The first um, being when you're talking about quality, is it more from a production standpoint or is it like the, the topic and the content itself around the quality, like what it is that you're talking about? Or are you talking more visually audio, you know, graphically? I mean, I think it's a mixture of both, but for the most part, I had like a template pretty much made in post-production side of it, which is like the production um, in my editing software that I basically had down. So I didn't really have to do much with that. It was more of the preparation of the vlog and what I was going to talk about, what I was going to say specifically if I messed up, um, what your script kind of looked like, uh, just kind of like the audio involved with it, the video quality. Um, the angle of it, uh, mainly that. I mean, post-production was pretty easy once I got going because it was pretty much taking the old vlog and then throwing that into the new, throwing the new one into that and then just chop a few things up and it's done. But it was mainly from the, like what the consumer sees or the fan or whatever sees. Um, and the second thing that I wanted to bring up or, or kind of expand upon a little bit is um, to your point around, if you put up videos, it gets no likes. And so you quit. Um, and I think one of the biggest things in, in working with many small businesses is we create these false stories. We create these false realities in our head, um, on reasons to start or reasons not to start reasons to quit. And so to your point, oh, it only had five, five, or we put up five videos and only had 20 total like or 20 total views. So nobody's watching it. And so then we fall back because those five videos were uncomfortable. We fall back into our comfort. We fall back into what we know. Um, and then even before that, um, before you even take that first step, a lot of times it's nobody's going to watch it. I'm not interesting. I'm not an introvert or I'm not an extrovert. Um, I'm not a young kid. I didn't grow up with all this. I don't, I don't have the right computer. I don't have the right phone. I don't have the right software. Um, I don't know how to upload a video to YouTube. I don't know how to hit the record button on my phone. And so a lot of times, a lot of these excuses that we hear are things that are all so easy to overcome, but it's that what, what we're pushing back against is that feeling of uncertainty, that feeling of uncomfortableness. Um, for you to be able to, I don't know if you felt any of that to begin with, or if it was something that you just, you had to build yourself up to. 
um, before recording that first one. Usually once you record the first one, you're, it's easy to keep going, right? It's easy to, you've, you've gotten, you ripped the bandaid off. Yeah. Um, do you remember like the, the days leading up or the day of recording that first one? Were there any emotions that you had felt or did you not, had, were you so set on like, this is what we needed to do that those emotions weren't there? I mean, I, I'm a pretty like go-getter, as you know, and just kind of what I want to do is what I'll get done. But obviously I was just starting off in my career. So like, I had you as my boss. So I was just like, I'm hesitant to be like, well, like, um, is this going to work or will it not work? But from a pre-production, from like a post-production stuff, I wasn't worried from an uh, emotional side of it at all just because um, I've done so much stuff with uh, Matthew's bow and a lot of things back, back in like high school where I had so much experience with um, editing stuff already. So I wasn't really worried about that from the emotional side of it or just a uh, performance side of it, but especially going in front of the camera, I am not used to at all. And uh, that really ripped the bandit off more than anything was getting in front of that camera initially and being okay with watching yourself back. I think that that's the biggest thing is the playback side of it is like, Oh my God, do I really sound like this? Or, Oh my God, that, that sounds so bad. So you just like start hating on yourself, but you just got to realize that stop being so hard on yourself. It's just, it's your own voice and don't, don't dig too much into it. Uh, just record it, get it done, um, edit it, export it, post it, and just kind of, just make it a habit and you just get used to it and yeah, you go on. I think it's, it's funny because I don't know if you remember how many times I would never watch this, stuff, like anything that I did. Like I was a yeah. one take, like we're just going to do it. You take it and I don't want to see it. And so some yeah. of this is coming from my own, you know, even in the last four years um, of just. Well, and I hate it too. Like I still hate it to this day, but like I, I don't get caught up on it. Like I don't really like watching myself talk and all that stuff, but Obviously, if I didn't do it, none of this would have became a reality or, you know, stuff that I do from a public standpoint wouldn't even be a reality. So I'm just being logical and rational about it. Be like, okay, well, I need to talk to get things moving and done, like to get to a certain level in my career that I want to, I need to do this or for my business, I need to do this. It's not all about your, your personal ego, which is huge. Right. And to be, to be honest, like, it's not going to change anything, right? Like not watching it isn't changing anything. The only thing that can improve. um, And it's, I'm reminded my, I have a five-year-old at home and (laughs) every time, so some of her homework, she needs to read, like she needs to read sentences. She needs to record herself, like telling a story. And every time she's like, do you want to watch this? Or do you want to listen to it? And so she listens to everything back. And it's like, if we could only be back like our childhood, right? Like she doesn't care. She doesn't care what she sounds like. She's like, that is her, you know, she's not, she's not putting stories into her own head um, and to what we sound like or, or what we look like, or we're not judging ourselves at the age of five. She loves listening to herself. And so I think we can learn some from, you know, our, our five-year-olds <laughs> about being able to listen back and then to bring up, to bring up what you had said, like being able to watch back to be able to see how is it, how is it that you, that you're talking? What are you saying? Like, are you enunciating enough to be able to improve that if you never watch any of that stuff back, you can never improve. And so if you're just constantly doing the same thing, 
if, if you're not getting better at the end of the day, what's the point of doing it? And so, you know, I think that's the goal as we move into 2021 is to really push everybody into a, a content era that it is here more than ever. Um, you know, from a social standpoint, from a branding standpoint, from a relationship standpoint. Um, and yeah, if you can, if you can make those relationships now, what is hopefully right. March, April, May going to look like once, you know, things look like they're going to be back to normal. Um, for those that are struggling, like what, what, if, if you had to tell them one thing, you know, one thing to do tomorrow, what would that be? You know, th those that are struggling to get that content out, maybe, maybe post a picture of themselves, maybe post a, a video of themselves. Like what is just that one tip that, that you would share with them? I mean, I think, so say if it's like a small business owner, um, kind of who we're targeting here, I think just honestly, just doing it straight up, doing it, grab your phone, um, look in the mirror, practice if you want for five, five, 10 minutes, but just grab a phone, click record, film yourself doing whatever, um, and just do it. And then especially it, it all comes down to a priority standpoint. If you are, if a goal is to try to get more engagement with your, your, uh, fans or, or whatever that's called in a restaurant. Um, so we're, we're used to audience, right? Audience. Yeah, and fans. I know. I know. <laughs> So I don't even know. <laughs> it's late. Uh, it's 9.30 that we're recording this after some coffee. So uh, basically, just looking yourself in the mirror and asking what the priority is of what you want to get done. Do you want more engagement? Do you want this or that? And then if it aligns with what we're talking about tonight, do it. Because that's the only way that you're going to break the ice is to just do it for like one to three times or whatever, however long it takes you to just get into a habit. Cause that's the biggest thing is getting into a habit. Once you do it a few times um, and just keep doing it and pushing yourself pretty soon, you're going to come into habit. Like every Wednesday, we're going to do this every Monday. We're going to do this. And then if you just keep doing it, it becomes way easier for you to start doing it, but you got to stick to it. Cause it's obviously not going to pop right away, but you just got to have faith in it. And if you really want at the end of the day to get more engagement with, with your audience, then you're going to have to do it. And especially, especially if you don't want to use paid avenues like a Google or a Facebook or an Instagram or a LinkedIn, if you don't want to push money wise, and then that's definitely what you need to do because the more content, the better. And yeah, it's basically what I got to say. And paid is a whole different avenue that we can talk about on a different episode. But I'm just saying, like, if you really want to get engagement on your own money and on your own time, that's the best way to do it. Yeah. And like we had said already, if you don't do it, we can tell you what the engagement is. Well, Brandon, I want to, I'm excited for where this is going. I'm excited for being able to like, or starting to relaunch these, this here. Um, I want to thank you for your time tonight. And I'm like, I'm super Looking forward to 2021. Um, I wish everybody the, the merriest of holidays. I don't know if we'll have one out by by Christmas next week, May. Maybe we should. It's only the 23rd, so yeah. we should be able to get something going. Um, but to everybody out there listening, if you have any questions on anything we talked about here, or you just want to, you know, maybe do a quick brainstorm session, send our Epic Media page a Facebook message, um, reach out to us, send us an email. 
Um, you can check us out online at epicinc.com. Um, all of the contact information is there. Um, and Brandon or I, probably me, maybe we'll rope Brandon into to doing some brainstorm sessions. Um, just that's the beauty of Zoom. We can jump on for 10, 15 minutes and come up with some ideas for you to be able to help you take that first step. So again, thank you, Brandon, for, for joining today. Um, I look forward to next week where um, we'll hopefully have a guest on and really talk about their story and, and find out how 2020 has been for them and, and what they're looking forward to 2021. So again, thank you, everybody. Um, and we look forward to seeing you again.